Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. You can hear Vance dropping the hammer in his truck right now. And that's how it is. Five seven Hemi. What's up? That's right. And uh, that's, that's Todd. Big, that's, a, that's a big deal. People really like that engine. I think things are slow as dirt, but I mean, that's just me. Well, why do you feel they're slow as dirt? I don't know. You you step on the gas. I mean, it throws you back. There's no doubt about it. It's a truck, you know. I don't know. They're a lot heavier than those. Well, does it have body. something to do with your 21 foot boat behind it, or possibly? Yeah. Okay. That that does affect things a little. It, it also is. Uh, I'm like I'm babying this thing. I've caught like the perfect air wave going over this thing because I left some like dock lines on, mm. and. Uh, it's all a learning experience. Okay, but so I left this one on, and, and the other day, it like, it like whipped back behind the windshield and like caught a lure, and I was like flying a kite back there with a lure that mm. it caught on somehow, and I was like, holy, you know, shit, high speed, like, high speed trolling. Nice. Okay, definitely. I I want to I want to get a better picture painted here. So you have some dock lines that are loose off the side of your boat, and oh yeah, man, I got I got streamers. Okay, so you got you got the awesome streamers on a five year old's bike, and <laughs> you 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 hit the perfect speed to where the dock lines aren't whooping the crap out of your jail coat. Yes, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Think of that, but that's what's happening. What I what I what was going over in my mind, what I was really <laughs> nervous about was, is if it would like fly out of the boat and then catch the tires, and you know who knows. Yeah. What rip off at that point you know is it the cleat would go would it rip a whole thing of fiberglass off you know and that's just fender and uh being naive well free free spirit trolling at 70 that's right yeah Yeah, that that will not draw the attention of uh the law enforcement Mm -mm. so but i do have I, i i do have something on a related note with that is on my flatbed trailer, I was hauling my tractor somewhere, and you know how you have the extra like webbing after a ratchet. You know, you ratchet whatever down tight, and uh-huh. you always try to figure out what to do with it. Well, normally I just try to tie it back to the to the part that's already tightened. Well, that you know, like I don't know how wind does it, but wind can undo the tightest of knots. It uh, it came undone. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be okay. I don't know. Maybe three feet later, it went under the axle. And that tire let out a big bellow of smoke real quick, and then it just went back to normal as it ground. It essentially stopped the wheel, and it was riding on the webbing until the webbing decided to burn through from the pavement, and I just went on like normal, and there was, I don't know, six, seven feet of this webbing laying on the road. I did not turn around to go get it, so I left it there for someone else. So that's what if you're, if you're if you're if you're following Vance, you never know. You you stick close, stay behind. You never know what you might be able to pick up. You you'll kill Wiley through your windshield. Yeah, yeah, and that's going to kind of go lost, into a story. I haven't lost any lures on the road yet. You know, I keep a couple on the dash. You know. Yeah, I know what just that's in like. Case. You just never know when you need one handy. <laughs> so good deal okay. alright Fatty Z Musky products fattyzmusky.com Facebook, Instagram and Twitter I have some baits complete 
Uh, however, I have not updated the website quite yet. Uh, Musky Tackle Online did place another big giant order. I'm going to be working on that here in the future. And check them out for the standard colors. Team Rhino Outdoors. Check them for exclusive colors. They're, they're beautiful baits. They're, they're his baits. Or actually, I should say his colors. I will not sell those. Don't ask. I will send you to Team Rhino Outdoors. So uh, look there. Rod holders have been going really good. Uh, as of late, I still have plenty in stock if anyone's out there looking to set up a boat and, uh, you know, give, give me a shot. I can, uh, at least point you in the right direction if I feel that our rod holders are not a good fit for you. So, um, besides that, how's Muddy Creek doing? Muddy Creek, we are doing well here. We're fishing daily. Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com. We will be fishing until early november so give us a call we still have lots of open dates here july august september and october uh we're gonna do our best to get you out there and get you on some fish bass troll whatever you want to do or you can take our advice there you go what what what, what do you think the ratio is from from people telling you or people just saying do what you got to do i'd say probably third of the people come with something in mind mm -hmm. like we take people all the time they're like you know i really don't care one bit about trolling if i can't catch a casting i don't want to cast i don't want to catch it you know mm -hmm. and then we have other people that show up and say you know i got two bad shoulders and two bad knees and i can't throw that bait and i just want to catch a muskie i want to troll mm -hmm. those people are the nicest because they're up front with you. Yeah. <laughs> some people, some nice. people you get in there, like, you know, there's a classic stories. I catch this big fish all the time. Let's go. I fish in Canada, you know, 20 pound walleyes. And then I'm like, okay, this guy's definitely full of it, but we're going to cast. And then you set up all that stuff. And then it's just like, this is not going to work. We're just wasting time. Yeah. yeah. We have to, we have got to troll now. So, mm -hmm. Vance and I do not fish with our clients. I mean, I will, I will fish if I have one person and they want me to fish. But, you know, we just we just choose to do it that way. When I started the business years ago, uh, I fished a lot more than I did. And, you know, we hook hook a lot of fish. And I knew real right away that this really isn't that much of a charger for these guys. If I'm just hooking a muskie and handing the pole and say, here, reel this in. Some, some some guys are fine with that, but I mean, you give a little education seminar, you know, this is how I want you to do it. You jump up there mm -hmm. and, you know, it's happened dozens of times already this year. I'm doing yeah. that and then, you know, there's a fish right there and I'm like, yeah. See, this, yeah. this is how you want to do it. It works. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it, it is, uh, it's musky fishing. It's not. Handing this stuff over to new people is not easy. Even guys, you know, everyone, some people still struggle with bait casters and they want left-handed reels or right, you know, whatever. But uh, we're we're going to do the best we can for you. That's for sure. No doubt. Perfect. Love it. Well, St. Croix Rods, we got a nice St. Croix story this week. I keep 
Do yeah, it's little... real nice. It is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Best rods on earth. Uh, if you're out in the market looking for a new fishing rod, uh, give uh, St. Croix a good shake. How's Vix Marine doing? Vix Marine Sports Center. Check them out in Kent, Ohio. Uh, they sell a plethora of boats, Starcraft, Starwell, and, of course, the Ranger boats uh, that Todd and I are in. And they also sponsor this podcast and Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, and we thank them for that. I'm in a Ranger, too. That's right. Or do you I are. not count? Am I, like, talked behind your guys' back? Like, yeah, Andy doesn't really count, but we're going to let him kind of think that way. Oh, man. That's a joke. No. That's a joke. I'm, I'm... Yeah. Anyways. You got a classic. I do. And, uh, what well, we got less than a week, and you got the Chautauqua Lake Showdown. That's put on by Muskie's Inc. Chapter 69. Zach Baker, contact him for any of the information you're going to need. That's going to be, that's Saturday only, correct? Yeah, it's Saturday only. Starts at 7. Uh, 35 bucks for non-members, 25 bucks for members. $5 big fish pot you should throw in for that. Um, it's going to be a nice little tournament. There's a lot of people packing in on the lake. Todd and I aren't doing it. We're, we're chartering. Um, but check it out. There's going to be a nice little giveaway at the end uh, at Chautauqua Lake. So um, get a hold of Zach, Musty's Inc. Chapter 69, to uh, get some last-minute sign-ups. You know, they'll be doing it all the way up to the day of their ramp. So um, check it out. Should be fun. Perfect. And we kind of already hit on it, Musky's Inc. You know, uh if you guys want to be a part of Have Your Voices Heard, uh, join Muskie's Inc. You know, it, uh, you know, I kind of view it as like a tiered system. You know, you can just see, uh, you know, we just talked about Zach and his local tournament there with uh, Chapter 69. That really isn't brought on by headquarters. That's, that's all done on each individual chapter. Um, so you can make them out to be what you, you know, the effort you put in is, is the result you're going to get back out. You can be a uh, non-affiliated member if you're not really wanting to be part of the group, uh, your local chapter, I should say. And, uh, you know, you can get the magazine, have access to the lunch log and, you know, all those benefits, but it's a unified voice in, uh, essentially, you know, the fishing community here. And, you know, I don't know if you guys, Vance and Todd, if you guys saw this, the, uh, Pennsylvania Fish Commission, and, and this is going to round about, I'm going to take a little sidetrack. It's going to go back to Muskie's Inc. But did you see the post um, the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission put up a few days ago about stocking muskies? I, I did, did see I did see that. Did there, you see my comments? Some there. <laughs> I didn't look at any comments. So. Okay, well, I commented a few times because there's, there's a certain level of ignorance that just drives me insane, and then I have to make some comments. And, uh, but yeah, they more or less, it, it, it was saying that they're now starting to do their, their stocking of the muskies. And, um, these are last year's fish that are much larger than the normal eight to 12 inch. Yeah. They stocking. say eight to 12, but I'm going to say, I've seen a lot of these fish at the boat launches where they stock them. They're more like six. I, I'm going to probably say, yeah, a good one is eight. 
Yeah. Th- these these can, fish are, eight, are yeah. substantial compared to mm-hmm. those. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean they ha- I think they had one on the like the little bump board. I think it was like 14. 12. Yeah, they look like, like little they actually look like little muskies. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. So go going uh you know the the long way around here one one person commented on that thread that says please do not put any more in woodcock. And of course another person says why don't you want them in woodcock? And then this person replies back, there's too many of them and they destroyed the trout fishing. I couldn't contain. Woodcock contag- Lake? Well, they- <laughs> well, Woodcock Lake, it gets complicated because I'm going to say most of the fish that are in Woodcock Creek. Wood- for people who don't know, Woodcock Creek Lake is an Army Corps flood control lake. And they have... Uh, it, it's it's an adjustable outflow, and, and it's it's meant for spring, you know, snow melt runoff. Anyways, normal level being what four hundred acres, maybe. I, okay, yeah. Summer summer pool is right around I think five hundred acres, right around there. Okay. Winter pool is substantially less, like two hundred acres. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll explain you for the people who don't have a lot of snow. We get a lot of snow. And when it decides to melt with, you know, spring rains and 50-degree temperatures, we can see substantial flooding very quick. So we have a lot of Army Corps, uh, I almost want to call them like reservoirs-type things here, mm-hmm. uh, flood control lakes that will absorb this, and then they can meter it out so you don't lose the city of Pittsburgh um, to massive meltwaters. So anyways, when they do these gate operations, there's a certain number of fish that I don't know if they get sucked down or if they just willingly go, but these fish get pumped out through this dam, which is, it has to be an incredible ride for these fish because I don't know how long that tunnel is, but the dam is enormous. Uh And um, they all kind of sit in this spillway area. And so I guess what this this person was saying is that there's too many muskies in the lake and they get ejected out into this, this essentially stocked trout water. Now, this trout water runs into the French Creek drainage, which is the Allegheny. It all it all flows down to the Gulf of Mexico eventually. But one could make an argument that some of these fish are traveling upstream from, you know, the river system, the bigger rivers. Um, I'm sure that's the case for some, but this person's taking the stance that most of these fish are coming out of the lake. And, and that's the area that they stock downstream of... Between Lake. between the dam and French Creek, they stock it heavily with trout, and okay. they actually shut the fishing I didn't know down. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so this person went on to say, you know, it destroyed the trout fishing, mm-hmm. and I had to say, was it the muskies that destroyed it, or all the people fishing for trout? That yeah, because yeah. this stream goes to almost no flow in the summer, and it's probably it probably is just like an hour delay of air temperature. So if it's mm-hmm. if it's ninety degrees out, it's going to be ninety degrees water temperature very quickly. Um, so I don't know. They, they 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 obviously stock this area with these little ten inch to twelve inch trout, right? I mean, we're talking about they're, stock trout. That stock trout. They're, they're all seven inchers. They're all seven okay. eight eight inchers. Okay, not and many natives. I don't think there'd be any. There probably I, yeah, would be I, any I doubt there would be any there either. I'm getting like classic. 
Pennsylvania yeah. opening trout thing. But, yeah, it, yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. Every parking lot's filled. Every bridge. I mean, every everything's filled, and everybody's walking around with a stringer filled with their five. You know, completely. Mm. That guy's completely delusional. The, the, as soon as the fish commission, if they're stocking during the season, as soon as they dump a bucket, they're not turned around, and there's six bobbers right there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 that, and I'm mm. not I'm not dogging on that, but. I just I, I I can't put it in in few enough words that I could maintain the attention of most of these people that are just trolling. But if a muskie eats a seven inch trout, let's just say it's a thirty inch muskie and eats a seven inch trout, how long before that muskie feels it needs to eat again? I, I I'm thinking at least a couple days, maybe a week. I, maybe it needs a trout a day. I don't know. Yeah, those little ones eat a little bit more, but still, there's probably a lot easier things to catch in that stream. Right. I mean, I'm just trying to like than the trout. Trying yeah. to put something into how much, mm. what's the poundage of food that it needs to eat in order to, mm. you know, stay alive. It's not affecting the trout population. That's R- not going to be there. Right. I. Bottom line. The angle yeah. I was going to go for, but I just did not do it. Was say that there's. 20 muskies in this section of river and those muskies each eat a trout and they need one every three days. Essentially mom, two of your buckets, t- t- two of your buckets. How about you take <laughs> mom, dad, brother, and sister. They're going to pull more fish out of there in one day than those uh-huh. fish are going to be able to eat. Cause 90% of those fish are gone in the first two days from fishermen yeah. anyway. So it- it's, it's backwards. Mm-hmm. I'm preaching to the choir. Right where now. was where you was should go uh, out on on opening day a trout there with like a trout like a rainbow painted raptor and just like scream match the hatch and then do like a big bomb <laughs> cast across all their their lines in the water. But first, I'm going to have a big smoky, uh, smelly cigar and I'm going to go yes. park you know upwind of all these families trying to enjoy their day. That's I'm a gonna, good idea. I'm going to talk real loud with a Bluetooth in my ear. That's real fishing. <laughs> okay, what was that, Todd? No, I yeah, I, I, I was going to go with something the same like that. Something, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Match that. We're good. Bomb cast. Yeah. So, and then there was another guy. I'm. I just. I. I feel as though I need to at least catch you guys up on this. Whether this is boring for the listeners was, um, this guy. It openly admitted on the. It, the, the fish commission posted this from their own Facebook account. He says every muskie I catch dies, and I put it back in the water. He kills them. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he catches a six-inch muskie, which we all know isn't going to happen, he'll kill it and put it back in the water. And he says they eat all the fish. What a big man! Then the, he follows up that with another post to the effect of, if Pennsylvania wants to f- fix like the fishing. They should focus on panfish and remove the 20 fish crappy limit from whatever water because you need to take more out because the fish are stunted. And then I went ahead and pointed out his hypocrisy of saying... That makes a lot of sense, yeah. So I I agree with him, you know, like we had Kevin talk about, you know, there's only so many pounds of fish that can fit in, in water. So I guess if the fish are stunted, you got to get some fish out of there. 
valid point. But then you're killing. Why are these people allowed on Facebook? Why? That's the thing, you know. They're just so delusional. They, it, it, this is insane. Oh, I, I completely agree. But this guy goes and says they eat all the fish. By the way, you're not allowing us to take as many fish out because of these limits. So he goes and kills his own team member. Now, he might have never caught a muskie in his life, but people have been cited and arrested for stupid comments on on social media. Like, check out these bass, and they're like, well, hold on, it's not even bass season. What are you doing in your live well? And then they go get busted. So, It's amazing. It's complete. But anyways, kind of getting all back to it, I'd like to think that those muskies that made it a year would have been harder pressed to make it to the size they have if it wasn't for muskies inc and doing the minnow fund and doing all the extra fundraisers and working with the pennsylvania fish commission to get this more i did some math i think they're stocking like 25 percent of the fish they used to stock per you know per body of water Uh 25 to 50 percent. i haven't looked at all the numbers it used to just be on average about a fish an acre they'd stock Uh when they were just little some are getting, you know, a little bit more, some are not. It's it's not as cut and dry anymore. But even still, they're probably going to get a better recruitment. Your class is out of that. Um, yes. And, I mean, that that's great. I mean, that was that was very much helped by Muskie's Inc. And yep. that's the kind of thing that you can do is you can have fights on Facebook about people who are not educated in this. <laughs> Thank you, Muskie Inc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, and 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 you know, like the, this tournament that Zach's putting on, uh, Muskie Zinc based, that, that club grew very quickly, and it's a lot of it is because the effort these guys are putting in to putting on these tournaments, and they're getting people to sign up. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's thirty five dollars if you're not a member, twenty five if you are. You want to do a couple tournaments? Yeah, let's become a member. Some of those people get involved. It's helping okay. recruit people. Yeah. What's that, Vance? I'll be right back. Okay. Vance will be right back. So it's going to be me and Todd for a bit. Mm-hmm. And his truck. Yeah. And the truck dinging. And the truck dinging. So, you know. Yeah, Muskie's Inc. is all all good, man. Get a hold of the guys. Find your local club. Find your local chapter. Get involved. All right. So... Okay. I hear that yeah, 5.7. My rope definitely got annihilated. <laughs> How's well, the gel coat? Yeah, we're still live. Oh, God, man. Yeah, that was terrible. It's like shredded. It looks like a damn firecracker. I think it wrapped up in the tire. I was just looking back there, and then it just, it was no more. Just like half its size swaying. On the well, side of my boat, I didn't want it to get caught in the tire anymore, so I went went to get it. Perfect. Very nice. So you you pulled off. I hopefully it was a designated rest area on the highway. Vance, there. there we go. Can you hear me? Now we can. Yeah, I hit this dead spot. It was after, you know bad timing, but any of that come through? What I just said. Um, it looked like a firecracker. Yeah. Your rope's half the length. And you pulled yeah. over so you don't rip off your axle. Yeah, insane. Definitely right. do not drive with that thing in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. <laughs> if you guys had to choose, we're going to pick up the last one of a three-part that was sent into us. And this is going to kind of play into all of our stories today that we have. Yeah. It's going to be a story yeah. podcast. All right. And, yeah. and as it was read, what is your best trolling rod? And it, it went in parentheses position like Project X, planer board, out rod, or down rod. And so the best... That gets pretty cut and dry. I'm gonna we're gonna change it a bit to what's your favorite? Okay. All right. It changes things a bit. Yeah. It does because the okay. best is just this one puts up the highest numbers okay. or what have you. I'm gonna take it one step further. So okay. Do you guys have an answer yet? Yeah, I'm ready to go. I mean, I'm ready. Best, to go. Yeah, best one. Looking at the scenario that I do best one so i'm going to do my best and my favorite best okay. one is side rod best one side rod probably because it's always out if i go to canada i'm running on the side uh i can only run one rod i like the little board rod uh i love the down rod for one reason big fish baby banging big fish banging big fish that's just what you know over all the years of doing this fishing chautauqua or somewhere where i can run the three that down rod puts out down rod shorter line deeper diving plug right down there beneath the boat almost that's the one we always catch the big ones on uh and then it's that when we come back to getting into the story we'll talk about that a little bit what we're gonna you know the subject for the day because mm-hmm. so far this season if i would pick that as my favorite I would still be sitting here fishless. Oh boy. And that's a uh, fun thing to talk about. It will be. Vance, well, it's not really that fun for me, but it's interesting. But it's interesting. Interesting thing to talk about. That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, that's, it's just the same thing. You know, I really enjoy the outrods simplicity of it it's very nice to use it's real weedy you could dunk it up and down uh i enjoy that of course i i, I run that a lot uh, when i'm up in canada as well and yeah todd hit it right on the head I'm, I'm glad he went first i don't really have to say much my favorite is the down run when it, you know you can kind of tell what's hitting on your boat the sounds you get used to them what's this you know a 30 inch or what's something in the 40s what's something that you know sounds like it's a 50 inch going off um but there's always something about when the down road go- goes off initially it's like there's a chance this is a really nice fish uh, so i i really enjoy my favorite is down rod for that uh, mystique of it uh, when it goes off probably have a good chance that you know it's gonna be a dandy so and I absolutely hate planer board rods. Cannot stand them. I'm <laughs> messing with planer boards. It's the worst thing. It's the worst mm-hmm. thing when you're running. When you're running musky, uh, you know, a, a true musky spread. It just is not. They're not fun to, to mess with. Big boards and little inline planer boards. Just not fun. Uh, not fun. It's just so much work. It's it's work, but the 
it's running. You you can't cast it out and just retrieve it. So there's so much resistance. Yeah. It's going to keep the, the spread yeah. going and like that. Um, quite annoying. Uh, quite annoying. Mm-hmm. You can, you can tell when your lure is so when your lure is pretty fouled up on the down and out rod. You know? mm-hmm. But you go from reeling in, you know. 20 to 60 feet somewhere in that from your boat rods and then all of a sudden you're at like 120 you know with a huge resistance on these inlines or, or you know cranking in the big boards or something like that those are those are quite annoying quite annoying but sometimes they sometimes they fire you know mm-hmm. throughout the season there's going to be a week or two where Todd and I are going to be like I've had nothing hit any of the boat rods. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. That's the way it goes. Well. And I really like. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll just go through all the rod positions and I'll give my opinion on them because I don't feel as though I'm an expert on any one of them. I've probably caught the least amount of fish on the down rod, though I like it. I like it as of late. However, early on, I really hated it because I didn't have tippable rod holders. And I did nothing but fight the rod holder, fight the rod, fight the bait, fight everything about it. And I hated it. So now I've come to warm up to it now that I can set it very easily. Um, the out rod, I like it. Like everyone said, the simplicity of it. Put it out there. Close the bale. You're done. Um, I guess you, if I was trolling, like if I only had control two rods, I'd probably have two semi out rods. I probably wouldn't jam them all the way down and down rods, but they'd be buried a little bit just for some spread on that. Um, planer boards depends on where I'm at. Uh, inline boards. I've run them. We caught jumping Jimmy on one. They suck. I'll run them though. Big boards. Mm-hmm. I've run big boards on small lakes. They suck. If you got room to run, they're the best things in the world. And mm-hmm. nothing gets me more excited than having a popper go off. You have one all the way on the end, and all of a sudden that you see that rod tip low, then pops off the line. To me, that that's like the longest time you can have. Yeah, enjoying a rod going off because it's going to take a second or two. Three, two seconds, yeah. Right, I mean, you're going to lose a lot of fish, but it's really oh. cool to watch it go dunk, and you just watch it go back, and you're like, okay, there it is. Is it still there? I I get a lot of enjoyment of watching that, but watching those inline boards sink under, I'm like, oh, crap. This, is, this, is, this could be a mess. This could be a real mess real quick. That board gets flipped around. Next thing you know, it's swinging into, the, into all the other lines. Um, no, it's terrible. But I got you know, I when I run those when I run those inlines, sometimes it kicks up like crazy on Chautauqua Lake. Which you know, we're going to say three foot chalk waves. That's not going to be big to people. There's probably people that are like, ah, you know, I fish big water. I'm a big man. <laughs> we under we know we know what the, the the river system is. We understand what the Georgian Bay is. Get over yourself. That's there. There is. Three foot chopped waves that are capping are not good for your planer boards. 
generally when I'm running that planer board, I tip that rod up so it kind of like goes over the water. It pulls very nicely. I'm a skimming. Mm-hmm. When I do that with those big waves, they bury immediately. So, you know, if anybody's like really green in it and maybe coming up to Chautauqua, they're going to do this tournament. Um, try out of that planer board rod. I'll just, instead of having them all tipped up, I'll, I'll kind of just make them another, put them in the out rod positioning almost. Mm-hmm. And they don't bury as easy. When they hit that, when they hit that trough, and then they lose that water, they kind of go jacking up towards uh, where the resistance is, and that that walk, that rod's like up in the up in the air, and they skip like crazy, and they're uh, you know leave them liable to, to catch that next wave and uh, just bury right into it. It happens so many, you know, it happens so many times, and especially if you have weeds on there, they're gonna they're gonna almost you know wipe you out immediately, and then you, know, you think fish. And then you're just very disappointed and you're jacking around with that. So try and tip those rods out a little bit more rather than vertically uh, when you're in those choppy situations. They're going into them. That's just something I picked up on over over the past, uh, you know, many years fishing up here. But Yeah, if it's starting to get western, I just drop, I just bring in the, the planer boards. Just run four. Hey, bring them in. Yeah. But... They, they last a little bit longer if you just completely, you know, put them parallel to water, you could say. Um, but, yeah, try that before you pull them. Well, I hope we enlighten people on if you had to choose. Well, all of us have some stories. Since mine is not really musky-related, I'm going to go first. Um. So I've been watching the weather. Everyone's saying that the uh, the fish are jumping in your boat on Erie. So I said, I'm going to go catch some walleye this weekend. And so Friday night, I prepped the boat. And I said, Saturday, I'm waking up and I'm going out. And I'm going to go catch my limit of walleye. I had a plan. Everything went went well. Woke up at 3.15, started getting ready, and I said, this is going to suck going alone. So I crawled back into bed. So I didn't execute the plan. (laughs) Because I've never gone solo on Erie, ever. And Uh I'm just like, you know, I've been burned so many times driving up there early when they call, you know, zero to one footers. And you get up there and they're just, you know, slamming fours. And I'm like, I just, I didn't have it in me. So I just, I laid low. And Saturday afternoon, after kicking myself, because I saw, I saw a close friend of mine got tagged on Facebook about catching a three-man limit in in like an hour and a half of that morning. And I'm just like, man, I'm stupid. Why didn't I do that? Blah, blah, blah. My phone rings and it's, it's this, it's my friend. And he says, you want to go out on Erie? Well, I already know that him and his wife got their limits. I said, I'm not having you bring your boat down to catch six fish. Um, this just isn't going to work this way. He's like, well, then try to find, you know, up to two people. And this is this classic stuff. I now 
have like an opportunity not to have to drag my crap up there. I just got to show up. I can't find a single person to go with me. And I told them right up front, I said, I'm not going if it's just me because you're going to burn a ton of gas. You're going to waste hours of your Saturday just to haul me around to catch six fish. I said, if that's the case, I'll just bring my boat up by myself and I'll, I'll do it then. And in my mind, I'm thinking we, we launched out of Walnut Creek. That place is the absolute, like if you think a boat launch is busy, times it by a thousand. It's, I, everyone goes to the, to Walnut. So, uh-huh. and I'm just like, that place is going to be just nuts. And I'm like, ah, if I don't have to deal with the traffic because I just got to drive my truck up. Anyways, I rearranged a thing or two. He said he got his neighbor to go. Um, so now we can catch 12 fish. And I'm like, okay, we got four people, but we can, because the limit was already caught that morning. I'm like, all right. He, he really wanted to show me his boat. He picked this boat up about a year and a half ago. It's uh it's an older 22 foot, um, cutty cabin kind of great lakes boat. So we agreed to meet at a certain time and classic Andy fashion. I'm there like 20 minutes early and I brought my kill box, which is this little Plano box full of baits that I pretty much only run. And I had a Mountain Dew. So that's what I, I walked up and I'm like, okay, I, I don't see this. I don't see him here. There are two benches at this boat launch that you can sit there and <laughs> they're facing the boat launch. You can watch to the chaos. And the bench on the right had two older guys and the bench on the left had nobody. And I went and I sat down on the bench on the left and they looked over, they acknowledged me and Hey, whatever these older guys, every single boat that came in, you know, to launch and to leave, they had comments on and it was like a contradictory fest. Oh, look at that. See that boat, all these 16 foot boats are out here because, you know, the, the waves are so flat wait till it kicks up. I'm like, oh, they got a point there. Next thing you know, a 24 foot boat comes in, man, look at the size of that boat. That's awful expensive to catch a bunch of 15 inch walleye. I'm like, what, what, what are you guys going to make, you know, happy? Oh, check out this guy. He has three axles on his trailer. Yeah, I can count too. But it was just, it was funny. They're sitting there commenting all this and. Finally, my friend, you know, pulls up and I didn't get up immediately because like we've talked about, he has his routine. I don't fish with him much. I don't know his routine. I'm just going to sit there. And uh, so he goes and gets the boat in the water. It, it, it comes off the trailer and he's in his truck. He rolls down the window and goes, hey, yelling at me. And uh, I'm like, you talking to me? He goes, yeah. He goes, what are you doing? I said, waiting for someone to take me fishing. He goes, we got space, come over. And those old guys, you know, we, we didn't plan that. We were just joking around. Those guys looked at me like, is this what you do? You just sit here and people pick you up? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, I run over and like his neighbor has no idea who I am. I come over. I'm like, hey, I guess I'm fishing with you. He goes, "Where did he just invite you out of the blue? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah I played along. I'm like, no, I said, we just were joking around. I said, I'm Andy, you know? And, uh, so we hop in. He goes, man, you had, you had me convinced that you were just some guy hopping in the boat. Okay. Boat fires up. We leave the channel and, uh, you get out of no wake and he, he starts throttling it up and it's not the fastest boat. It's, you know, with a 140 horse IO on a 22 foot boat and it's going along, going along. And we're probably, 
I don't know, a minute and a half into the run. And there's boats coming in and out. I'm like, hmm, that kind of smells funny. Ah, it's probably that next boat over there. And like like I am, I looked at his tack. It was at 3,000. I said, are you wide open? And he goes, yeah, I'm wide open. A few seconds, he goes, do you smell that? And I'm like, Andy, your tack's at 26 now. What's your temperature? And he goes, ah! And he shuts the key off. <laughs> I know what was happening. He goes, open the motor cover. Open the motor cover. There's smoke just bellowing out of this motor cover. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And he's like, I just had this out this morning. I said, yeah. And all of a sudden, like, the motor started, like, dieseling. Do you know what? Do you guys know what I mean by dieseling? No, I don't know. Okay. On, on some IOs, when you shut it off and it's hot, the, the spark plugs keep enough heat that can actually cause combustion. So, oh, like, fire, you, yeah. so he shuts it off and, like, it takes us a couple seconds. We open up the motor box cover. And it's just like, clunk, 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 like, like running at, like, 30 RPM. And... All of a sudden, like, it takes this dump of water out, like, the exhaust, you know, area. And it's just, like, this big bellow of steam. And I'm like, we're, like, a mile from the launch now. And we have, like, this northeast wind that's blowing us into Ohio. And it's not a fast wind, but it's enough that we're like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. So we're looking, and I'm like, hey, just let the, let this thing cool down. I'm like, hey, you got a kicker on this. Um, does it work? And he looks like he goes, well, it's more of an insurance policy. I said, well, let's see if it's good. Yeah, I think we need it. <laughs> it's like a 1960-something, five-and-a-half-horse Johnson. Oh, jeez. He, he, he pulls out the gas tank, and it, it might it, it is a cute little tank. It might have been two-and-a-half gallons. And he's like, I hope there's enough gas in here, and it's like half full. I'm like, okay, well, my friend's a big guy, and he, you know, he, he can— he has some muscle behind him. He starts pulling the motor to try to get it to start because it's not an electric start. And not firing, not firing. I mean, minutes of pulling it. And I said, here, let me try it. And I'm like, well, how about let's plug the gas, the fuel line in all the way. So <laughs> we plug the fuel line in all the way. We pump it up. And I start pulling it. Nothing. And he's like, it ran great last year. And I'm like, oh, crap last year that's not helping us right now so then the neighbor starts working on it some and now we're like taking things apart trying to make it work we're popping out spark plugs in the middle of the lake and all these people are kind of going by and one important detail was i learned last year todd when the last time i was on someone else's boat on lake yeah. erie was i was just thinking <laughs> throw something out like, you might catch some like a- that was like a great boat, and we hit a rope in the middle we of the lake. Cut a rope in the middle of the lake and shut down. Yeah, only this time it, this motor almost caught on fire, and yeah. then what oh, you don't want on a boat. So I'm out there, and I'm just I'm making lemonade right now. I mean, I'm I'm keeping a you know, I'm smiling and stuff. I'm having a good time. We're joking, and uh, so I threw. I, I put a spoon on one of the trolling rods and I just started like opening up the line and letting it go down. And I was doing these big giant project X rips in between, you know, when I was pulling a knot and I'm like trying to get other people involved. I'm like, you guys, we can have a sheephead contest, you know, just something. Well, next thing you know, like 45 minutes past the kicker isn't going and the wind has blown us now probably two miles from the launch 
and we're still like a mile out. <laughs> finally, oh the kicker, God. the finally the kicker catches and goes, which I probably would have just flagged someone down by this point. But and it runs good. I was from, say, what's the plan at that point? I, what I, are you, I, I told them. I said I can. I can swim to shore. I, I told them that. I said I could swim to shore, no problem. But that doesn't help oh you guys God. out. <laughs> It's not like we're in danger, but there were some dark clouds coming, but we never got rained on. And so this thing's running, and so it gets us turned around because we're facing the wrong way. And we're starting to, like, putter back in, and, like, 10 minutes into it, it shuts off. And then it spins us around again, and we're starting to drift back what we just did. We did this about three or four times before the motor actually stayed running, it took us like an hour plus to get into the to the launch, but we're oh, working. Geez. You know, the transoms on on those boats with IOs aren't very convenient to run a tiller, uh-uh. especially a five and a half horse tiller. That's at wide open mm-hmm. on the lake with the headwind. We we're doing one point one, not even really fast enough to troll. But Very I nice. was doing my ripping, and I was uh, I was two for five on strikes. The first fish I got in was a walleye, fourteen and a half inch walleye, and I had to let it go. <laughs> and then I caught a silver bass, and we had it. We had enough time. I threw out three rods. I was I was trolling, and mm. when we, we started getting a little bit shallow, and I, I I had a crankbait on the one, and I was doing my Project X swoops of these like eight foot rods, I'd reel up. And I just give it this big, long, like, hook set-like thing. Like, that direction. Maybe not that fast. And uh, it's in my grape ape color. And I, I'm, I'm halfway through a sweep, and that rod buckles. And it's just like, boom, boom, and it's throbbing. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm on. Two head shakes <laughs> later, line broke. I, I, I realized line broke. the line broke. Yes. And I'm just like, that was not a walleye. Whatever it was, it was not a walleye, and I mean it, it. It it was it was shredded. The line was shredded. Something, something oh, with sharper teeth took it, and uh, wow. So that's how I lost my grape ape, bay rat. Um, Ooh, that sucks. Anyway, so we finally make it into the boat launch. Um, the motor started up. The big motor started up. We got it on the trailer, but it was overheating. And it, it's a it's an old OMC uh, outdrive, which is very convenient to get to the water pump. And it was like three screws open up this cover, and then three more screws, and you can see the water pump. And it had no veins left on the little starfish-looking pump. They were all gone, collapsed, and it was just nothing oh, pumping water. So um, I said to myself after that, I said, you know what? Even though someone in my family would say that counts as my fishing trip, it didn't count as my fishing trip because <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's not fair. So no. the boat was still ready from what should have been a Saturday morning trip. And uh, so I just, I, I put the kill box back in this, in the boat and I told, uh, I told Kara, I said, Hey, in the morning I'm going fishing. And I did the whole thing. Only I was now, I had, motivation to actually go through with this so this morning i woke up at 315 i left the house at like i don't know 335 and uh went up i put gas in the boat got to the boat launch and i was the only one at the boat launch 
I don't know, quarter after four. Launched the boat, had the boat running, parked the truck by the time the next boat and trailer came in. I left the break wall at 4.32, and I motored out right about to the spot where we broke down the day before, and I set out lines, and by 4.42, I had the first walleye in the boat. And, of course, 14, 14 and a half inches. Ten minutes after I left the break while I had a fish in the boat. And I said, this is, this is, this isn't, shouldn't be this way because these fish grew up from last year. This is what we dealt with last year was these 15, you know, not quite 15 inch fish. And a few minutes go by, another rod goes off, get it in. And it's like not even 14 inches. I said, this is going to be the story of my life. I can't find a keeper out here and I'm the only one out here. And by now a few boats are starting to come out, but then. You know, I was running the electric. That was part of the reason why I wanted to go alone. Because if I went with another person, I'd want to run the big boards. And if I ran the big boards, I'd have to start the gas engines. And I'm going back old school when I started doing this walleye stuff on Erie was I was running the bow mount. So I had the mm-hmm. Tarova down and I was letting the autopilot and I could just look backwards because at five o'clock in the morning, there's not a lot of boats to run into. And... uh mm-hmm. I sent a picture to Vance of a cooler full of walleyes at 515. I, I caught my mm-hmm. limit. After I weeded through the first two little guys, I got my limit in 15 minutes. And Wow. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was weird because on one hand, it's a big investment waking up that early to go up oh, there. Yeah. And essentially... <clears throat> let's just say worst case scenario, 30 minutes, I caught my limit of fish. I was back at the launch and there were people just, they must all thought I had motor problems because I I was just done. There was, and so it's almost borderline not work. It it was six by five fifteen. Actually, I caught eight fish and, uh, it's just, it's, it's like, cool. I got my fish. I got home, filleted all the fish went in the house, got cleaned up, and it was still an hour before the family woke up. Yeah. So it's almost like, does it even count as a fishing trip? Yeah. But I did have another fish that broke my heart because... That's insane. Yeah. The oh, I, oh, on that trip? On, yeah, this morning's trip, I had, I had two rods out the driver's side, and I had one rod out the passenger side. And the reason why I did that was I was always going to have two out rods and then I was going to have like a down rod, but it's not really, I don't need to have it down. The down rod, because I had to like get in a position on the boat to where I could see the rod tips without a flashlight because it's dark at quarter to five. And I was going off silhouettes and stuff. And that down rod position was up against my anchor light. Every time that rod went off, it shook the anchor light. So I, I, that was an easy one to know when the strike would go off. And it was one of the hotter rods, so it was very convenient just to watch the light wiggle. So I put number six in Flat the box. Line. Yeah, I put number six in the box, and I'm just clearing the rest of the lines. And I, so I, 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 I take the down rod, put that in, go to the passenger side, pull that rod, and I, I just get in that one in, and I look over, and I just, 
I had the clickers on. I don't know why. These fish aren't taken. That rod buckles and goes, just screams. And I'm like, oh, here we go. I went and grabbed it, and it was gone. I could have snagged a sheep, but I have no idea. But that rod just bent right over and just screamed. Mm-hmm. It screamed for like a second and a half. And it, you know, it thumped a time or two, and it was gone by the time I got it out of the tube. But um, that's the crazy thing on Erie is you have no idea what, what could be hitting. That could have been a channel cat. That could have been a snagged walleye. You have no idea. But mm-hmm. you always lose those fish out there. Yeah. Very rarely do you get them. Remember that two years ago, Vance, that we were chasing that one on, that, that you were reeling in? Yes. I do remember that. <laughs> yes, I do. So. Awesome, dude. I'm glad you got out. Dude. So, and we ate all those fish tonight. There's not a fillet left. They're all gone. Wow, darn it. Hey, there's yeah. plenty of more out there. It only took me 20 minutes, yeah. but it. But I had four hours in setup. Uh-huh. Andy goes fishing. Yeah. I can't believe that guy's boat took a crap. Yeah. I'm bad luck. Don't take me fishing. So. Hey, we offer you all the time. You never come with Todd and I. We oh, I'm, I'm saving you guys the misery. Gotta be walleye. <laughs> and, oh, uh, and then I'm going to add this much. So I, I packed... Doing, I, I tell you this. I'm not doing six by six muskies waking up at 2 a.m. anymore and going fishing for them. How about you, Todd? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to do the old six by six. Six by six. I'm gonna six by the week. So I put the boat on the trailer, and I'm about three miles from Vance's house. And I'm like, I think Vance is getting up right now. So I come rolling into his neighborhood, and uh, and like Vance has always told me that his favorites, his favorite band is Lincoln Park. So I rolled the windows down, and I was blaring it outside of his house. And I start honking the horn, and all these neighbors came out. And I'm like, hey, Vance told me to play this. This is his favorite. And, and they, oh, my God. What? You did. You you were outside my house, but I was doing, uh, I had daddy duties now. Yeah, I, I did. I, I pulled up. I don't know what I was going to do. I pulled up. I called him. I said, what am I doing? And I just drove away. But Oh, my goodness. Anyways. You were happy. You were, you were, uh, you were in a state of mind, a fishing state of mind. I was going to give you one of those so you could eat. Man. Because then you could eat for a day. Uh, if I taught you how to do it, you could get fed for a lifetime. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, jeez. Anyways. I have some fishing, I have some fishing stories. We, we alluded to this. Several times. Uh, yeah, early on. Take her back. Yeah, back back into a musky trolling setup on Chautauqua Lake. I'm trolling. Great time. Well, my my setup was, you know, two down rods, two out rods, and two board rods. And right out of the gates from the beginning of the season, um. The weeds have been prevalent on the on the water. It was a gorgeous opener. Um, lots of boats out. Lots of weeds. The water was clear. I think that has a lot to do with the winter. 
what happened over the winter. Um, and there were these, these weed patches we talk about all the time. We could talk about them until we're blue in the face. Until you fish them, you don't really, uh, you can't really, really get it. Just come up and fish and check it out. Uh, it's <laughs> a bastard. It's the worst thing. It will beat you down. It almost beats you down more than having a tough fishing day, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. When you're fishing these weeds, it's like again and again and again. You're fouled up. You're to the down rod, to the other down rod, the out rod, out rod, board rod, board rod, just constantly doing this. And you work your tail off uh, to get these bites, or you're a lot smarter and you just try to find clean water. Well, I tried to do that many times uh, this day, but this is happening the whole season. Mm-hmm. These weeds were just, they were ready to go right out of the gate. And and it changes. That, that's the it thing. Cha- it changes out of freaking nowhere. Like also, the wind, the wind's blowing the same way, and you think I can't really fish down there right now because I couldn't yesterday, and nothing's really changed. And it was so bad here, and I saw so much leading up to it. Like all the water in front of that was bad, and we still got the same northwest wind. But it changes somehow. All of a sudden. You can fish an area, and I've I've been doing it for years, Vance, and I know you you mentioned something to me the other day, like the area, the the one area, and you're like, I went in there, there was nothing. What happened? I don't know. It It just makes no sense. It makes no sense. Essentially, if you would take an oval and you have, inside this oval, there's water, and in this water, there's a bunch of floating weeds, and... Uh, the wind is blowing left to right to this oval. Uh, you would think that the floating weeds would be on the right side of the oval. So you would fish the left side of the oval, yes? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Well, at, point, at points, it's not doing that. Yeah. You, you know, they're just they're showing up in these random areas. It makes no sense. Now, no. The, the wind on the lake has been really, we've had east winds one day, we've had North winds one day, dead south, dead west, dead calm. It's kind yeah. of, it, yeah, it's been kicked up like that. But anyway, you know, we fish them, we work through them, we get bites. That's that's what we're we're trained and supposed to do. So I'm doing that, um, and we I call them showstoppers because some of them are so big that they will literally stop your boat, stop your spread, stop your kicker. Stop the kicker. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Put it in reverse. It, yeah. It's incredible. Now, I was I was trolling this area. I was marking a ton of bait. I had bait on the screen, bait on my leaders. I was like, this is good. You know, there's probably musk- muskies in here, right? So I'm working these areas, and it's all good. Rolling, the wind's to my back, very comfortable. We're in, you know, we, we all of a sudden get into this three-foot chalk. Now it's time to turn around and go back through, as I do. Um, so I turn around, I go back through, there's really nothing going on. I'm, all, all the while, I'm, I'm constantly thinking, 
when it, when's it going to come? When's it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And it's not, when is it going to happen? Like the fish is going to bite. When am I going to hit the feet? <laughs> when are they going to come out and, and crush me and ruin me? I'm thinking, I'm thinking about it all the time because it's clean for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just like, this isn't right. Something's wrong. Yeah. And so I turn around into them and I'm trolling along. And I can't, you can't really see them when it's doing that three foot chop. All you see is kind of white caps and water disturbance. So you can't pick up on these piles. And some of them go under the water like a foot. Absolutely. I mean, I've had some of the showstoppers have. <laughs> showstoppers? <laughs> they have. They set both of my down runs off. People jump up, they're like, Wee! I'm like, it's weeds, it's weeds. Yeah. <laughs> and and then you hear the kicker go. It, it Just insane. Well, well, this happens. And I'm getting pummeled by these larger waves. But we start, to, we go to, to grab the, uh, the down rods that are zinging off. And the person that I about with me is struggling reeling us in and the person I have out with me who's been out with me many times doesn't know how to crank the drag down and reel a little bit harder <laughs> so being nice I'm like this person's struggling I'll take care of it it's kind of getting dicey there's a spread out there there's waves pounding in I'm going to put autopilot on and I'm going to kill, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop back the motor to make it easier to reel in, right? Uh, so I stopped the motor, still not reeling. I said, give me the rod, I'll do it. Autopilot's going all crazy at this point. And it really isn't functioning well because I'm doing about one and a half miles an hour into a very stiff wind with a three-foot chop. So it's it's really not working. So I kill the autopilot. I have the rod in my hand. I'm like, just drive the boat. Keep it straight. I start reeling. The boat stops for some reason. Person took the throttle and killed, killed the throttle and didn't understand how to put the throttle back up because the person was grabbing the throttle for big motor. Oh no. And nothing, nothing was happening. So I'm just like, whatever. I have to act quick. I start reeling everything. I, I start reeling that in. I throw, I'm not even kidding you. I mean, this is 40 pounds of weeds on a line. It's huge. The rod is buckled. I pick it up. It's, it's there, there's that much weeds on one lure. It's like you're picking up Chewbacca. That's what you're doing. Yeah. And this is happening multiple, multiple, multiple. I've done this, but I grab the other down run. I start doing that. You can't even see the kicker motor. There's so many weeks on it for me thrown down the first rod. I politely ask the person in a loud, quick manner saying, reel the other rods in. Oh, this is all going on. We're getting crushed with weather and wind. I reel the other down rod in. The person 
is reeling in the planing boards, which I really don't care about at this time. I want the boat rods in, you know. I always let the planer boards just stay out because... Yeah, it's like having a bobber. They're, they're just floating. Yeah, they're just floating there out of the way. I want those I want those other rods in. Um, but that person's really missing, so I get the other down rod in quick. I say, here, just give it to me. Reel this one in. This is a side rod. So I take the planer board rod. I reel that one in. This is all very quick happening. On the other side of the boat, I still have an outrun out planer. I look back and I count five rods. And is, is this a, a time for smiles? I'm like, there's five rods. There's five rods. And I'm just screaming, there's five rods. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so fill in the people that might not understand why five rods is an important number. Because I had six trolling. <laughs> <laughs> so let me guess, abracadabra, and it's in the front already. You know, I wanted it to be that way. <laughs> I really wanted it to be that way. I wanted it to be that way so bad. I was like, maybe I just forgot that. <laughs> and I really did reel it in. And it's somewhere in this boat. And I'm looking. And it's nowhere. It's nowhere to be found. I had lost the outrod to the showstopper and trying to micromanage all this stuff. <laughs> well, we and that's why it's just better to do it yourself, you know? It's just better to do it yourself. I manage that all the time. On I, I, it, All the time throughout the season. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done it. done every single rod. I've kicked them under in gear. And somebody's like, okay, I'll sign you something. Do it this way. Reel that rod in. You know, and it's still peel and drag, you know, because this, these weeds are on it and there's just no gain at all. And I'm like, you know, I tried to do the nice thing, take the, take the difficult rod, you know, somebody who's struggling, I'll do it real quick, you know, let me just get it in. And it just came back to bite me. I should have just done everything and. Like you always do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I ended up losing a rod. And it's a very important rod to me uh, for the trolling <laughs> spray. Did it have a reel and on it? It had a it had line, a reel, <laughs> and the hottest trolling bait I have so far this and year. It was the Apparently, hottest. What was it? Yeah. What was it? So that that donation to the lake you did not find because I'm sure you at least made one or two more passes in the approximate. I made dozens, dozens of back and forth and I put everything out. I cleaned over all the weeds out. I mean, there's so, so many pounds of weeds. I cleaned them all out through those, through those lures out and just buried them. They were banging bottom and stuff. And I just could not get it. I was tracking it with my GPS and it was moving so fast. It was so uncomfortable to do that. Uh, and, I, you know, I was just like, you know, this is a lost cause. Let's just continue fishing. We're good. 
icing on the cake. I try to reorder the rod. How did that go? Like, not good. Back order. Till. When is it? Like August. So that was the icing on the cake. But so this back order, are you going to wait or how are you going to get around this? Andy's good back rods. I have backups. But it's still not, you know, my 86. And, uh, you know, that we we changed up. You know, we, we sawed five inches off the back of it so it fits in the boat nicer and it's less in the way when you have people in there and that. You know, so, it, I mean, it was just, it was a hilarious 24 hours. I'm like, how, why did it have to be that rod, you know? How that no, you can't get this rod that it, they're not producing it right now. It's everything's on back order. They got to fill orders. Yada, yada, yada. Oh, Funny stuff. I have one sitting right here. It's probably 30 feet from me right now. Mm-hmm. I hate those weeds. They will beat you to a bloody pulp. It's terrible. But you fish through them, you get bites, you catch fish. It's that much more rewarding. (sighs) Well, that's Vance's rod story. They're hot and heavy. The weeds, showstoppers. I like that name. Because typically when you think of a showstopper, it's just like, like a really good player on a team or something like that. Some giant fish. Yeah. On Chautauqua, we talk about showstoppers as being, no, they're stopping your, they're, they're stopping your program. The, it's the show right has now. come to an end. <laughs> the, the show just came to a quick end mm-hmm. and we're going to get back to fishing when I get this cleared up. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, as Vance said, when it's windy, I, I, I really don't mind the calm days. I know people comment lots of times we post pictures like, wow, it was a great fish for a dead flat calm bluebird day. Well, on those mm-hmm. days, those weeds are on the top and I can drive around them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that chop, you just don't see them and it can mm-hmm. be a royal showstopper. Yeah. It's fun doing it with the autopilot. You know, you see these things, mm-hmm. you're about to drive right into them. I can go right up to the plane and board rod. I could dunk the side rods. I go up to the plane yeah. or I can dump it, jump around it, reel it in real quick. Reel it in, reel it in. I let line out sometimes. Yeah. People are like, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not as, I'm not as good right now because it's the beginning of the season. Usually I got it. Like I can see, see them in the distance and I'll be like, I'm going to let a little line out here. Pa, pa, pa. I'm 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 missing a few right now. I've I've reeled some right into those. But people are like, "You busted your ass for those fish." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "What you gotta do?" It's like I'm doing my do. CrossFit back there with Rod. <laughs> Zumba. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's not fun. No, it's terrible. I know, man. You guys, I get, to, I get, I, I get text totally, calls all I the time. I completely lost it. 
I I had lost <laughs> it at points. Like I turned into like uh, freaking Jack Nicholson in The Shining. I was just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I sent yeah. thought a text. <laughs> yeah. I sent thought a text. I was like, I hope they spray. Yeah. All the effing weeds in this place. Yeah. Spray them all. <laughs> yeah, kill them. Of course, I don't. I don't. I don't mean that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only when you're trolling. Yeah, I, I get texts all the time like, "How's it going?" God, it must be great. I was like, "Yeah, it's a effing riot right now." If you enjoy salad. It's effing. If it's a, it's an effing riot. Mm-hmm. There's not anything really fun about it. trolling on some some days out here. There's nothing oh. fun about it. I'm going to tell you what. You guys have me so convinced that 20 minutes ago when you're like, oh, you go fishing and you go walleye fishing. Do you know how many weeds I caught going walleye fishing? <laughs> yeah. Not a single one. Now, the boat almost caught on fire. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not that fun. Now, you know, Advance and I are doing it. I mean, it, it's a little different, too. Like, we're trying to we're trying to take care of six rods ourselves. You know, if, if you're fishing with your buddy and it's like, ah, oh, you got screwed, mm-hmm. reel your two rods in, mine side's good. But it's like they're all ours. And I feel, you know, if you start pulling rods in, it's like, I got to get these guys a fish. So I got to keep them out. And so that's just what it gets to. I saw Advance trolling with extra boards the other day. I told you I was going Nicholson, Nicholson, yeah. Nicholas, Nicholas, whatever his name is. I was going crazy. And an axe. Yeah. And then at that point, you know, I'm going like insane. I I literally look like that. The one time I did, Nicholson had like long hair in that movie. Long hair like yours. Yeah. And he just was crazy. And then like one of the days, my hat blew off and I you lost my leg. <laughs> so I just probably looked. These people are running like this kid is effing nuts. Like, what's the matter? With this? You're trying to be yeah. personable, you know, with yeah. them, and you're just sitting there like jumping around, like trying try, try try to talk. And, yeah. No like, fish, all weeds make fish. Vance go something, something. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to get I have your this bite. Deranged, deranged look on my face. <laughs> I'm covered you in this in twitch weeds in your cheek. Oh. Golly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same it's every year. Mm-hmm. Man, sign me up. Look at the, the, the beginning of last season, though, the, the water was like, very stainy, and it, it really it wasn't this bad. It didn't get very <laughs> bad on the lake with weeds until the 4th of July, but, mm-hmm. man, it, it just like hit the ground running right yeah. out of the gate there. So. <laughs> Yeah, it, did, it didn't help that we had all that, that change in wind direction and stuff. You know, yeah. It just blows it everywhere. It, there's no rhyme or reason for any of, any of these yeah. showstoppers. Well, happening. It, you know, I, was, I was down in the area. I cast a little bit down those areas where they did some killing, and there's no doubt there's a there's a bunch that were coming out of out of those shallows. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch, a bunch of the weeds that they sprayed starting to pop mm-hmm. up because they did that like a week ago now, last Monday. And, uh, they had an odd color to them. They were still nice and crisp, but they had an odd color. And I was like, that's the stuff they sprayed. Mm-hmm. It's real obvious. So that they're going to add that into the mix. That'll make it even more fun. Mm-hmm. So. 
What, just another 100 <laughs> acres of weeds floating on the surface? Just, just another 100 acres. <laughs> but it's going to be fragmented, so it's actually going to take up 400 acres. Mm-hmm. God. No. It's fun. All, All right. Stuff. Rounding out story time. Yeah. Let's hear it, Todd. Okay. What happening? Where are we going here? Let, let, let's go with the... Uh, do it. Say everything you want to say. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna go with, you know, I'm a musky guide man. I've been fishing here for 40 years. I know my stuff. Sometimes. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. We talk about the down rod. That's my favorite. I got a particular lures I run on there. Let's say it. We did that on a podcast. Twilight Fat Bodies. Produce every year for me. All the time. And and they're going to this year. I feel that they will. <laughs> but, you know, you pick my favorite rod. You pick my favorite lure. And those my down rods have not made one squeak yet this season which is boggling my mind because now i've been doing mostly casting but we're starting to mix it up you know three or four hours casting three or four hours trolling i've done enough trolling that i just look at them like this is insane how can this happen out of nowhere it's the same fish the same lake i've been doing it for umpteen years and uh i can't get one bit down so yeah, the down rod. Just when you think you've, you know, you think you really got something figured out. I mean, it's not like it's like, well, I got to give up on that. It worked for the last thirty years, but it's over. No, it's not over, but it's insane the amount of time that I have spent trolling with nothing coming on some of my favorite, uh, my favorite lures. A lot of our favorite lures just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not happening. That's the part of musky fishing that you got to get through. And and to point something out here is that, you know, if you didn't have that history, you probably would have given up on it. It's easy to change. Yes. But I mean, spot, spot. Yes, it's it's easy to be like, yeah. If you don't have that, you have to have that confidence. And spots are the same way. You know, we had an area last year that. It was dog dirt for the first three weeks of the season. I did not give up on it. Vance did not, we did not give up on it. And it turned out to be one of our, well, it probably was the best spot we had all year for casting. Mm-hmm. When you put the whole year into it. Uh, but at the beginning of the season, it was like nothing, nothing, nothing. But I couldn't not go there every couple of days just to check. Mm-hmm. Uh that's the same thing's going to happen to my down rods. I will, I'll guarantee it. It's just mm-hmm. that, uh, I know Vance got one on the down rod. Mm-hmm. And it's the biggest thing we've got of the fish. Uh, yeah. The biggest fish we've got of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one, you know, it's just, that's the part of musky fishing guys. I mean, when you're, <laughs> there, there is no guarantee. I mean, if there was a guarantee and you think you have one, I would have thought I had one, but I know in the back of my mind, I really don't have one. Mm-hmm. And so far, nothing. It's just been like, I could, I just wasted all this time. Those are the first ones I put out and we were like, okay, let's troll. 
boom, boom. I grab the two, grab the, put the down rods in. Then I take my time a little bit to get the other ones out. Usually look at some bait, see how bad the floaters are. What am I going to put on this line? What am I, how much line am I going to let out? But those ones are in, down and ready to roll. I know what I'm doing there. It's worked for all these years. And, uh, right now fishless in my boat with your down rods with the down yeah yeah down. yeah yeah fish that, that system that favorite method of mine is not my favorite right now <laughs> hmm. but that's that's musky fishing man yeah it'll come around oh yeah don't give up Keep going. You know the thing is, around. like, I, I'm, I'm analyzing this from many many viewpoints. So you're out on the water almost every day. Mm-hmm. You got Joe Schmo that comes up, who may have fished two or three days in the time that you have spent. You know, whatever in the last three weeks, we'll say. Yeah. He might not. There might be like a drought on on his favorite presentation, and they might not know it. Oh yeah, because you might yeah. skip the drought if you really yeah. want to start screwing with your head. Is that you know this one fish is it a pattern kind of deal? In that they say, oh yeah, they're not hitting these baits, which I, I sometimes find a little silly. Um, mm-hmm. But they're like, oh okay, but then you go there and and it's and that's not the case. They're actually you caught a fish or two fish or what have you, just leapfrogging bad times mm. and you and, and there's just no way of knowing if you're hitting the peak the valley anywhere in between was there even any weird fluctuation oh, yeah. in the bite i don't know just go out and grind i guess that's the only advice yeah. someone can give you yeah hopefully you find the one that's going right now you know uh there, there's been years of uh, people talking, like saying, "Oh yeah, there, that no one's been catching anything on that setup." And I was like, "Really? I didn't realize that because we were getting them, you know." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, all of a sudden it's a new hot bait. It's like when when did it quit being the hot bait? <laughs> I never, yeah. I, I missed it when it wasn't the hot bait, you know, or it wasn't the hot bait <laughs> for the big fish, you know, something like that. Uh, and the other thing that, you know, you can start throwing into this is, so go back 10, 15 years ago, and there were substantially fewer options on your trolling baits as oh what gosh, you have yes. to now. So <laughs> if you have these old staples that you abandon for the new stuff, and then, you know, you, 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 you chase this new stuff for a year or two, like, oh yeah, they quit hitting that bait that I thing like oh okay and you tell a person or two and next thing you know they're not running them just like a like a bait buying frenzy like you know what people can can conjure up on facebook Mm -hmm. you can actually do it the op you can make a bait go cold and it really Mm -hmm. isn't it's just Just you're not running just enough people have said something that may have a kernel of truth in it yeah i haven't caught a fish on that in three years follow-up question is how much have you run it in three years oh it hasn't even been in my boat yeah. Well, you're never going to catch that fish. Yeah. <laughs> so it just really plays with your head. Yeah, it's musky fishing. 
I mean, Pete Mana did write a book that said Muskies Suck. And uh, that's a good title for a book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just do. They just do. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> How about uh, Showstoppers? Do they suck? Yeah, they really suck. The worst. The worst. The worst. Whatever. I'm sure I might have some tomorrow. <laughs> well, and, oh, we, we we got a cool little video. We took my daughter out the other day, and my wife videoed it. And uh, I thought the coolest part was when she was talking to the camera after I got it in the net. It did a nice jump. It was a fun little video. And uh, how about Kara saying, well, that's definitely big enough to put in the Muskies Inc. contest. She's thinking about <laughs> this stuff, you know? <laughs> Plugging Muskie's Inc. on home it's, videos. It's, it's probably like it's probably like a forty. It was it was a thirty-eight. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I was that was pretty good. And and you know, she she's doing it the right way. You know, you're always got to be a couple inches high, right? That's right. Yeah, she's she's already really a musky fisherman. You know, yeah. she is. She picks the bait. <laughs> she picks the baits. Yeah, it's like a forty. Well, it's thirty-eight, but we'll just call it forty, right? Yeah. <laughs> a couple times in that video, at least at least once, I saw like the rod laying on the gunnel. I see you gently pick it up. <laughs> How about a Saint Croix? Uh, yeah, that's what happens with my rods. The Saint Croix. Mm-hmm. It was caught in the track at one time. I was like, you got to hold that rod up. That's one of the first times. Like I was just like, I'm handing her the rod. This is all on her. The rod banged the motor. A couple scratches on the new motor and banged off the. Gunnel, and it, 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 it's it. I always am interested to see what's going to happen when I'm standing there with a net and the rod is leaning up against the side of the boat, and the top like seven or eight inches is like bent at almost a ninety degree <laughs> angle. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always looking like that rod's going to break. <laughs> I know it's going to break. <laughs> Happens with clients often, and my nine year old daughter. But hey, hey, just lose, just lose them, and and you'll never have that problem. Yeah, just stepping on them doesn't help either. No, not this year. Yeah, just think those scratches in the motor are going to be peanuts to what what's going to happen when she's like, Dad, can I take the boat out? And you're like, (laughs) Well, I don't really want to go. No, I want you not there. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. (laughs) I'm starting charters. I'm starting charters. Yeah. I'm I'm getting text, Dad. How you doing? She because she has her own little. She has a phone, our old phone that she can text with. She can't call or anything. But they, how many did you catch? You know, <laughs> and I'll be like, Yeah, we got one. It was a forty-one. She's like, It was just say, Oh, not bad. <laughs> Man, you're you're failing to meet her expectations. <laughs> <laughs> she's wait. She's waiting to go on the next trip. You she's know. scheduling it. Yeah, like when I say, Yeah, we got four. She's like, uh, I'm going to have mom take me over to the dock when you get back. Yeah. In, in <laughs> We're going to go out for a little bit. In her room, she's charting like sizes, lunar phases, <laughs> yeah, yeah. temperatures, and be. wind. She's making videos and putting them to music and putting photos in them. And yeah, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Good stuff. Beautiful. Good, good stuff. So, 
I think that's uh, you. Unless you got something else, that's all. That's all I got uh, for story time. Good. Showstopper. Showstopper. I had a show. We have, I will do one more little quick one. I had a showstopper with a raptor. Okay. The other day, yeah, we had a really, really, really nice fish. Grab it right at the boat. I mean, and crushed it, inhaled it out of the water, soaked us both. It came out of the water that we both got soaked. And, uh, you know, we see this stuff, these people that just like hook the fish and then they just like net it instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And, uh, because I wasn't the one with the rod and it was the guy that was reeling that had this happen. I was thinking, okay, let's try this. (laughs) But it's the same way. At one point that rod was like bent at like a 90 degree angle, this giant 30 pound musky pulling but it can't get the drag out because i set it pretty tight when i hand it to people because otherwise when they set the hook all you hear is you know the drag goes out so i keep it tight but i want them to loosen it and i'm telling i'm saying loosen the drag loosen the drag loosen the drag i just don't fight them that way uh with that solid pressure the whole mm-hmm. time well this fish ended up like trying to jump for like the third time when I'm scrambling to get to the bow of the boat to net the fish. And when it did the jump, it like turned it inside out, you know, so much pressure that the fish went to jump and the fish's tail went out. And, uh, I mean, I could see flesh hanging off of its face where they just ripped the plug right out of it. I mean, we should have had that fish. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the force turned. You know, yeah. With that, so with it's that trying to, yeah, drag. it's trying to jump out and it tries to jump and a stiff rod, you know, two feet of line out. It just, it couldn't get it out. And, you know, I don't know. I've done it both ways. I've, I've given guys with loose drag. I hand it to them with a the tight drag. Uh, it's hard to run Definitely. Off. Definitely. I don't know. There's still a fish when it hits, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big giant fish, but you still have to play that. Like it's a normal fish, you know. You, you the boats are how, drag. How many have? How many of your? Golly. Oh, how many God. of your clients lost on the boat side? I mean, I love when they hit way out there. The last oh, couple of days, hit. every fish has hit like two, three jerks into it, and we've got no. them all. We've been catching these fish. Boat side strikes just are like mm-hmm. it's, just, it's not happening. <laughs> the worst, you know, it's just not happening. You know, we pull it off. Musky guys can pull it off, but uh, they're just such a bummer. I mean, I'm, I, I'm gonna, that's one of the ones I'll envision for quite some time. (laughs) It's like, yeah, we should have had that. I do that many times. Only only about the rod, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of sorrows. I don't feel too bad, but. <laughs> I was kicking myself about that fish too. I was like, "Damn, man, that was a great one." And, uh, and the client, yeah. the client was great. He was a great dude. You know, mm-hmm. Unbelievable guy. But, uh, golly, yeah, you got to keep it loose at the boat side when they hit, man. And they and then they they realize they're hooked and they're just taking off. You do that. They turn, can't drink to drag. Try, I mean, I don't have. Uh, that, yeah, ha- that happened with that great big one last year uh, that we got casting. And mm-hmm. 
I was like, I knew the drag was buried and hit right at the boat side. I was like, you know what? This is, it's going to take a run. It's going to turn. And that's probably where I'm going to lose it. And I netted it on the other side. And it was, well, it was going like a banshee. You know? yeah. If it would have turned, that lure would have came ripping out. I know it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shocks. Yeah. That would have been a show. Different definition. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a showstopper. It was a beauty. Mm-hmm. The ones we keep seeing that just aren't biting. Mm-hmm. And it not only bit, it crushed. But, yeah, we'll get them again. Someday. <laughs> just keep hammering. Absolutely. Yep. So. That's what I keep... That's what you keep telling yourself, right? You got to. <laughs> yeah. Either that or quit. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, we've been getting fish, so. Good deal. We always All want good. more. Always want more, so. More, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. That's right. There's no end. If you get five, you might as well get six. Five's not an even number. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah evens and odds yeah perfect alright alright guys alright well big thanks Fatty Z Muskie Products Muddy Creek Fishing Guides St. Croix Rods Muskies Inc Vicks Marine Sports Center Ranger Boats St. Croix Rods uh, be sure to check out all the sponsors if you're in the market for any of those uh, products and I'm going to say, uh, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.